0: Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Angelica. I'm your host and joining me is my co-host Ryan. Say hey Ryan.
1: Hey and blessed be the fruit, maybe. I think that should be another title for this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Blessed be the fruit, praise be under his eye and all that
1: jazz. With a question mark at the end, there you go.
0: <laughs> with a question mark at the end. Yeah, this episode, I know a big complaint with the series or at least this season has been the fact that things have not been moving along. June is basically doing the same thing she was doing in season one and two. She's trapped in Gilead. Um, Now, no, in this episode she does not get away, but yeah. Um, June is very much a change woman at the end of this episode, and some things go down.
1: Oh, some yeah, things definitely. Go down. Definitely. Yep.
0: Um. So we'll get into it, but we just. What are your thoughts on this episode? How did you feel about it?
1: Um, I actually enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those things where it's like you can't explain crazy. You know how you mm-hmm. hear that sometimes, yes. and but I think this episode did a good job of trying to. If you know what I mean, like they like tried it. to give you a little bit, but you're still like, nah, nah, you just crazy when you yeah. when you think about some of the stuff. um, But I mean, it also gave me another layer, too, because I'm still one of those people that's like, even though as long as we've been talking about it, watching it, mm-hmm. I still can't understand the mindset of some of these people that have created Gilead or that are in positions of power. Like, it's right. always, like, got to me, like, how can you do this to another human being? Like, how is that okay? Like, how do you sleep with yourself? But they actually yeah. think they're doing good, you know, based on their based on their past. They actually think they're helping things. So, I mean, you know, I guess you can go from that angle. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: definitely kind of added another layer to Aunt Lydia. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get into, you know, the details of the episode. But I've been asking for an Aunt Lydia flashback for yeah. a minute. And we've been waiting three seasons for it. And we finally got it, which it took up most of the episode, um, her and her past life and the time before. Um, So it kind of sets up how she became the woman she is now. But to be quite honest, just based off of her flashbacks, she wasn't that far from it to begin with. Um, And I know there was like a tipping point that caused her to really like go into dark Aunt Lydia, but uh she clearly was a religious woman from Jump so it's not that hard to push somebody just a little bit further um yeah. to fanatical so that's like my takeaway from the episode um once again um a lot happened with of matthew we'll get into details but i kind of feel bad for my for the girl like at first you know i was the first <laughs> yeah. to say you know push her in front of the bus i'm over right.
1: her I was, I was back there to back you up because <laughs> i was like matthew is getting on my nerves but oh boy yeah yeah, yeah this you episode Uh, I felt so there was so many there was some areas I felt really bad for her and I was like man I really thought we were gonna get that episode where she was gonna like slowly change our minds Mm -hmm. but this one was just like right up in your face like you know, maybe yeah. you know, like just change your whole opinion of her like just quickly. Like no, like let me ease into it. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, we went from like it kind of reminds me of a little bit of um Cersei's walk of shame. Like you hated oh, yeah, Cersei. Yeah, you hated that, right? her comparison. Yeah. But when you watch her walk of shame, you you couldn't help but feel bad for her. Yeah, and, that's um, a good comparison. Know, y'all like that, yeah. yeah? when she like broke down into Kyrin's um, arms after that walk of shame, that she was humiliated, and she gets swooped up into. Um, the mountains arms, you just like you just felt bad, like oh, like I hate her, but oh, no one deserves yeah, that. But, like,
1: yeah, nobody. Yeah, you like no matter how much they get on your nerves, what they say, you like this. Do they really deserve that? Right, and you know, yeah, I mean,
0: of Matthew is definitely not on Cersei's level, so right. <laughs> because at the end but of the
1: day, comparison though, because the fans, I bet you, a lot of the fans like for Game of Thrones shifted, you know, a little bit seeing that probably right, and then, you so, know, on the... her side, yeah, mm-hmm,
0: yeah, f- briefly, and then she went back to being a jerk. So we didn't really <laughs> feel bad about her. But I would say of Matthew isn't a jerk. Um, of Matthew just has been poisoned by Gilead and she's not even right. like an evil person where she does bad things. Yeah. Everything she's done is to kind of survive. And when she snitched on June. It was with the intentions of helping June. It was like, she's obsessed with her daughter. You know, I want her to be free from this. So let me, you know, take care of this so that she doesn't have to worry about it anymore. So even though we were all pissed off at her last episode, um, you know, what she did necessarily wasn't a a bad thing. She she did it with good yeah, intention. Yeah, that was her way
1: of surviving. Right. Like everybody is not going to do it like June. Like that was her way of getting through it.
0: Yeah. So, let's just go ahead and jump into it and so we can get into the nitty-gritty of uh oh yeah. Dark dark Lydia, dark June and <laughs> hey, dark some creepy
1: Lydia some <laughs> something creepy and I was like mm
0: whoa whoa! now and you know even dark of matthew so and we actually learn her name this episode so yeah it gets real um yep. so we start off this episode with one of those weird behind ceremonies um not the ceremony but rituals and in gilead which is um attending the birth of a handmaid so the handmaids are i guess attending to of of andy um, she's in labor, so they're all surrounding her and they're doing like the breathe, 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 push, 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 push like this little weirdest chant. thing ever. Oh, still to me, like the,
1: ceremony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the birthing ceremony, we'll call it. Yes. Yeah, it's, so, um, it's still so weird to me. Yeah. And then uh, I, we don't see it on the, in this part of the episode, but we do eventually see the wife mirroring, um of andy's labor so the wives will be there with her holding her pampering her telling her the same thing breathe 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 just trying to simulate um giving birth even though they have nothing to do with it uh (laughs) so they're all you know comforting of andy as she's going through labor labor pains and Uh, June is kind of standing off to the side. So there's always, it looks like there's like assignments for these handmaids. So there's the ones that are surrounding her, kind of looking after her on the bed. Then there's the handmaids that are like making sure she's comfortable. There's the ones that are bringing drinks for everybody, um, bringing in towels. So they all kind of have their own little assignments. June is standing off to the side and she's just watching. And of Matthew that's coming in and, um, she's trying to help um, and actually, let me back up to June's voiceover. So June has a voiceover in this episode, and she talks about Francis, who is the, the Martha that was executed last episode. And she talks about how, um, I guess, Francis's job before the time, you know, the time before before Gilead became, came into power. Um, we learned that she liked to help children. And she says, you know, Francis loved my daughter and Francis is dead. And then that's when we see of Matthew walk by, and um, they're not very nice to her at all. You know, uh, she tries to say something to June, and of uh, Robert's like, don't talk to her. And then yeah. she tries to help out with the other handmaids, and they're kind of like, pushing her and just kind of being mean to her. Um, one of the handmaids, I don't, I don't remember her name, but she offers her water and then she spits in it. Like she's just being, they're just, I was like, Ooh, yeah. They're just being mean girls. Like right now, June is Regina George and they're, they're being mean. <laughs> 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 and so, and you know, and, you know uh Janine notices this, so let's call her Katie because she's also a redhead. And she walks up to June and she's like, you're being so mean. And June's like, you know what? She got someone executed. She doesn't feel bad about it. She should have kept her effing mouth shut. Fair point. You know, June has a point. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's a point, yeah. But at the now, but point, I, I, oh, go ahead, Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say this episode, even though I was just sitting there like just shocked at how they were treating of Matthew, mm-hmm. not like she didn't deserve it, but you were just surprised. I think the little thing just kind of surprised me what they were doing. Yeah. But it also shows you how much control June has over these women, yes. which, June is, which is interesting. And yeah,
0: June is very much your de facto leader. Um, But I was going to say, you know, June's placing all this blame on on of matthew for the for the martha's execution you know for the fact that her she can't she doesn't know where her daughter is you know she's putting this all on all of matthew well if Mm. june had just left hannah alone if june had gone about it yeah you know in a stealth even i mean i don't blame june for wanting to see her daughter i don't blame her for that but june went about it the wrong way um she wasn't smart about it she was very like i'm gonna say clumsy like her attempts to see hannah were very obvious anyone with eyes could have seen what she was up to she didn't do a good job so she's also responsible because francis told her leave it alone leave me yeah leave hannah alone she's happy just let it be and june's like i'm gonna do what i want to do so june's putting all this blame of matthew but she's yet to look at herself for what she did
1: uh-huh. yeah just like yeah we back to that like she needs a stealthy mode like she needs to calm down like Francis to or her like just little things like like you were saying in a grocery store they spent way too long in a frozen food station right, way too long like you need to you need yeah you need to get these like short quick words keep it moving like you know people are watching exactly so she
0: um basically has no remorse for treating a Matthew the way she's been treating her like she's She's being a mean girl. She doesn't care. She deserves it. It is what it is. Um, And they even even, like knock over stuff and blame. (laughs) of matthew for it, like <laughs> shame on you of yeah. uh, robert also like gets her digs in so i'm just like uh like at that point i really didn't feel bad per se i was just like oh they getting her good she <laughs> yeah
1: yeah they were like going in they wouldn't even care that they was at a birthday ceremony right now they it was all not, about yeah. let me figure out how to get uh matthew let me figure out how to get to her mm-hmm.
0: so it turns out of andy's kind of I, w- I don't know if it's braxton hicks contractions or she just you know, her labor'd slow down, but it looks like they're not having a baby today. So the the handmaids are basically told to go home. Um, they're are being dismissed going back into the birthmobile. So before they leave, Aunt Lydia stops to talk to June and she's like, tell your friends to cool it. And once again, it's, you know, Aunt Lydia using these terms that just don't fit well in her mouth. Like the way she says, like, you know, with the, when she's pumped <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, cool it. Yeah. And so um, June's like, Whatever do you mean? What are we doing? (laughs) Like, she's being such a little snot. And Aunt Lydia, yeah,
1: she's she's milking it for everything. It's worth. Yeah, and
0: Aunt Lydia basically is about to like tell her about herself, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? Tie me up, blowtorch me, like take out my tongue?" Um, oh, you can't, cause I might have to go to DC. I might have to appear in something. Oops, you know, like she's really <laughs> reveling in this power that yeah, she has. She
1: she, yeah, she was going in. I was like, "Oh shoot, this can only lead to like more damage." And I was like,
0: "Bloop!" She told her. So, um, Aunt Lydia's like, "Girl, get in the car." um and,
1: but what, you know i would get it was funny it's pretty it funny. Was funny you
0: know like she she had a point she's using it for what she has like you know what you can do whatever you want you can't actually get to me because i'm needed i'm valuable so suck on that um uh, <laughs> <laughs> so before the handmaids are returned home they go back to the red center um they're back in the gym and what i like to call the shame circle um but they're really yep. there to, to Quote unquote, testify. So basically, the handmaids are all seated around in a circle. In the center of the circle is a handmaid that's basically made to testify. In this case, it's June. So they're just like, whose fault is it that the Martha was executed? And they all point at June. It's her fault. It's her fault. It's her fault um and June you know she does not care
1: (laughs) she yeah she's just sitting there like okay oh man I love June right now this moment she's just like I don't care nothing about what y'all saying this is above me this is above me now
0: right like petty petty mode engage So she's like yeah you're right it's my fault Mm -hmm. it's all me yep like just real like smug and just like Ugh, like, you just want to smack, you want to like smack that smirk on her face, but at the same <laughs> you time, do. you
1: like, you want, you want her to enjoy it because you know she's been through some things and you know the women in general in this society go through some things. So, when they get a moment, but at the same time, you like, come on now, don't take it too far. I mean, for me, because you know, there's other ways for, the, for them to get in. Right. And for
0: me, it's like, I, under different circumstances, I'd be down with, you know, June's little attitude problem. But the fact that she is the reason for all of this mess and she's kind of sitting there like, it's all of Matthew. It ain't my fault. You know, like, I'm just like, girl, you feeling yourself right now. Just calm down.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was definitely feeling herself. Um, you They needed that feeling myself in the yeah, background, please. Feeling
0: myself. <laughs> um, so Aunt Lydia brings her down. Like, she's like, okay, like, let me bring you down a couple notches. So she basically tells her, like, okay, clearly you don't care about the Martha being executed. Okay, but you know who you do need to apologize to? You know who you owe an apology to? Agnes, which is hannah's name in gilead you know this girl was loved and nurtured by that martha she's been ripped away from her now she's in another town she doesn't know anybody she's on her own you stripped her uh, you you stripped her of the love that she's had with that martha and that's when june kind of feels a little bad like she's like oh i didn't think about that
1: um right reality check a little bit Wait,
0: reality check but you know june's not to, about to be one up by aunt lydia like you might have a point there but i got something for you so she throws of matthew under the bus she's like you know what i got to testify and she tells aunt lydia that of matthew doesn't want her baby
1: i was like come on June. in this moment my mouth dropped open i was like no she, no, didn't. she did not i was like oh my god she-
0: <laughs> she got some nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall. Also,
1: also, hold up, we got a slow turn face. I was like, oh man, <laughs> the way she rotated that to turn of Matthew, I was like, oh my god, oh
0: she just being petty today. So um, yeah, she she was loving it. You scene. know what? I think it was. Of, I don't know if it was uh, Janina said, oh shit, or, or I'm sorry. Mm. Sorry, y'all. I don't like I don't like to cuss, but you know what I mean. Anyways, I think we're allowed lot yeah, yeah, I cuss word you. per episode. Um but <laughs> but um, I don't know if it was Janine or if it was um of, of Matthew, I think it was of Matthew that said it. Like she's like, oh snap, I just got caught. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. That was that was actually a good comedic line. I like how they put that in there. Because
0: you've never heard her cuss before. So mm-hmm. um Aunt is like, okay, dear, I think you need to testify. Go ahead and switch seats with her. And June is all too happy to switch seats. She's all too happy to point that finger. Um, so they're just like, you know, apparently it's a great sin to doubt having your child. Um, they call her a sinner. And of uh, Matthew's like, you know what? I just, it was just for one second. Um, you know, I'm having a girl and it, it worries me. It worries me what her life will be like. And that kind of goes back to the first scene of this episode. When June was talking about, uh, there was like a song. I'm not familiar with it. But it's basically a song that kids sang. Uh, to kind of guess, oh, yeah, guess yeah. what your kid will yeah, be. I hadn't heard it
1: either. I thought maybe she was paraphrasing for something else. But yeah, yeah I hadn't Apparently, heard that song either. Apparently it's a song
0: like A Tinker, A, a Thief. It, it kind of basically describes what your future child will grow up to be. Um, and June mm-hmm. notes that in Gilead, um, you know, those options are are slim to none for women. And your only options are basically to be um, a wife a Jezebel, a Martha, or a handmaid. So those are your options. So basically um, of Matthew was kind of realizing that on her own that um, she, she has a daughter that could potentially be a handmaid. Uh, so that 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 bothers her and in a in, in some mm-hmm. moments she shared that with June and June's basically throwing that back in her face so she's in the circle she's crying they're calling her cr- and then Aunt Lydia kind of is like stop being a cry baby and they're like "Crybaby, baby cry baby it's like high it's like almost like <laughs> elementary school and I um that's when I actually start to feel bad for of Matthew because June didn't yeah. have to do yeah. all
1: that um yeah, June's definitely in that state where it's dangerous that she doesn't have any that she doesn't have Hannah, where she knows where she is anymore. Like it's dangerous for you not to have something that's keeping you going, right. you know, like an end goal. Right? Anymore. June's basically
0: lost it all, so now she gives no F's. Um, so Aunt Lydia yeah. kind of like, it's like, okay, there, there. Do you feel better now, my sweet girl? And she kind of wipes her tears away, and I'm just like, kind I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's when that, like, slow, like, you feel bad for her starts right. to creep in. Like, you still got a little bit of reservation, but that's, it, like, slowly creeps in. Right, in
0: and so, um, basically, they all are dismissed, and Aunt Lydia tells June, like, thank you for telling me that, you know, this could have definitely gone left, so I appreciate it. And you're like, June didn't tell her all that for that reason. June was being petty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, the next scene, we finally get it. We get an Aunt Lydia flashback. So we, we find out that Aunt Lydia used to be a teacher, which, may, I mean, it kind of makes sense, her backstory. Like, seeing how she cares yeah, and loves for yeah. her handmaids, I can see her being a teacher. Um, and she she mm-hmm. looks different. You know, she has her hair down. She's, you know, she's wearing loose-fitting clothing. She looks relaxed. She got some jeans on. I was like, okay, she looks like a hippie teacher, to be honest. So she's... um. she's playing 21 questions with this cute little kid named ryan um apparently ryan's mom did not pick him up from school so it's like pushing seven o'clock and ryan's mom still has not showed up um and the principal principal jim checks in on lydia and he's like it's getting really late so you know lydia's like you know this is like the third time that she hasn't picked them up you know she's packed him a bag of chips for lunch she's hungry um so she's like you know what i'm gonna take him home and i'm just gonna You know, let the mom know my address, and you know we'll go from there. So while they're having that conversation, it's very clear that Lydia and Jim have an attraction for each other. Like you can,
1: it was some like, subtle. Yeah, it's a little flirting
0: going on. on. Um, (laughs) I think she had meant she had quoted a Bible a Bible verse about being good to your neighbors, and he quotes it back. So clearly, they're both people of faith um so you're like okay cute cute and then um that's when noelle comes in and i was like oh i know her so she was actually on orange is the new black if anyone remembers she was um crazy eyes or suzanne's um girlfriend uh on the show and she was a little nuts herself so anyways that's where i know her from so another orange (laughs) is the new black alum Shout out to yeah, Orange new boy. Um, and it's final se- final season. Shout out to Netflix.
1: I know. Uh, yeah. This, this so yeah, because
0: we, we have we have on the show, and now we have this girl. I forgot her name. But, anyways, so Noelle comes in, she's like, I'm sorry, you know, my boss was chewing me out, that's why I was late. Um, and you know, Ryan's like, Well, I want to go with her, with with Lydia. Her name is Lydia Clemens. I want to go with Miss Clemens, and it turns out, you know, Aunt Lydia had offered. Some some chili. So she invites both Ryan and his mother Noelle, back to her place. So they, you know, they go back to the apartment. There, you know, she's she's feeding Ryan, and Noel's confiding in Lydia about her day. She's telling her, you know what? Um, I, it seems like she works at like either like a strip club or some type of bar. But basically, yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking. Yeah, basically, bar she wears yeah.
0: like a cute little outfit apparently and someone got handsy with her and she threw a drink on him but while she's describing this she basically is like cussing up a storm and clearly Aunt lydia is not a fan (laughs) so um it's like like me personally i don't i actually have a foul mouth you wouldn't know based off my podcast personality but i (laughs) i cuss (laughs) up a storm especially in the car but i would never cursed in front of my parents in front of adults i mean not, i mean i'm an adult but yeah. you know what i mean like not in front of older people
1: yeah you you just kind of feel like that yeah you just kind of feel like you need a whole bag yeah like respect right have like some a respect level, yeah. clearly
0: noelle doesn't have any home training um so they bond over men how men are idiots and we learned that aunt lydia used to be married she's now divorced and she says it's a mistake um so that's, you know, that was kind of a nice slice of life seeing Aunt Lydia almost being the same Aunt Lydia that we know now, just not with the
1: extremism. So I... I mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that, like, homie side. I was like, finally we get to see, like, a little bit less, like... Like you're saying, like hard, tough Aunt Lydia. And we can get to see, like, she had that for a little bit. And now, and you know how I kind of sleekly got kind of weird away at her just by caring about this little boy. Right. Yeah. So you see
0: that. She, I mean, she has shown kindness to her handmaids. And it, you can see where it came from. She's always been this way, but now she's kind of in a position of power. She's in this rigid society and she's on board with it. Um, but you, you, you see glimpses of old Aunt Lydia in the current Aunt Lydia that we see on screen um so next Mm -hmm. we go to uh june and commander lawrence so she kind of interrupts him in the study she wants to know where hannah hannah is and he tells her like don't ask me that question again and she's like i need to know he's like i don't know where she is and i don't know anyone else who knows where she is go to your room um and june kind of is just like wow like this is bad like he can't even help me um, so you kind of see her, you know, when she goes upstairs, she is breaking down and and you can tell she, like, she wants to just like sit in a corner in a fetal position and cry, but she kind of holds it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, basically she's in bed. She's like sketching something out on the carpet and, uh, Beth comes in to get her and she tells her like, you gotta get up, gotta get dressed. Um, because of Andy is back in labor. So they go back and actually this is when... Uh, june recites the song actually i got it confused with the first scene because it was all blending together but you know june talks about the 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 slim options you have in gilead as a woman you're you're a martha jezebel a handmaid or a wife that's all you got um so we're watching this strange ceremony um basically of andy's giving birth and she's you know she's she's doing her thing um <laughs> yep right, right. and weirdness. then and at this point the wife has been brought in so they're on this weird chair where um Evandy has her legs out you know there's there, the odds the doctors underneath of her and then right behind her straddling um her is uh the wife straddling the, the chair is the wife and she's fake laboring which gets on my nerves but whatever um right i
1: just i don't like i'm not a mom but i just don't understand i still yeah. never understand it like,
0: oh like, <laughs> like well, no, baby, thing. what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so, right. finally, Avandi gives birth. And for a brief moment, we're all like, oh, you know, it happened. She had the baby, and um the baby is born, still born. um Apparently, it's not a shredder. So, I was expecting a shredder. I was just like, oh my God, baby has like some type of deformity. No. Nope. Yeah, because of the way they're on, right, their faces were looking and everything. normal, healthy baby. Unfortunately, the umbilical cord got tied around the baby's neck. And, you know, the baby died in the womb and was strangled. Um, so, obviously, of Andy is very upset. She's distraught. She's crying. The wife, who's been waiting all this time to finally have a child, she's upset. She's like, no, she's sleeping. Give me my baby back. And even of Matthew, who's pregnant, is upset about this. So Aunt Lydia takes her away to calm down um June actually goes to look at the at that at the baby um and she says like i'm relieved because she knows what a life in gilead will be like for a, for a, for a girl so in her mind this was a mercy like i'm
1: yeah it's just sad that they have to have that right. mentality at this point cuz i mean it's true it's not like it's not true it's like a, it's sad that that's what mm-hmm. happened to the baby obviously but it's just like it's it's just I don't know it's it's just like amazing like what these women are going through and like stuff like that it's yeah. just like a relief because you know what's coming what's coming yeah, up yeah it's kind
0: of like you know going back to 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 modern to, uh, to our time to slavery where slave mothers sometimes would would kill their children they would suffocate their children because they didn't want them to be sold into slavery so yeah. like it's kind of like a even though it's a motherly instinct, it's kind of a perverted motherly instinct. It's like you want to you want to spare your mm. child this pain. So I'd rather take them out of this world than have them live in it. Um, and and many women have been yeah. driven to that type of solution. Um, but at least in this case, it wasn't like she murdered a kid. She just was like, "Yeah, I'm glad that baby didn't live because it didn't. It doesn't belong in this world." Um, yeah. So right. June goes back home. Um, Lawrence checks in on her and he asked her like, Oh, was it a boy? Was it a girl? Mrs. Lawrence would want to know. And June tells him the baby's dead. Um, so he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not going to tell, you know, her that, uh, do you mind, you know, hanging out with her tomorrow, playing cards with her? You know, you're really good for her. Um, and June's like, what? You know what? You know why she's like this? It's because of you, you keep her here. You keep her hostage. All you have to do is make a phone call. She could be out of here getting the, you know, the treatment she really needs. You're, you think you're protecting her? You're killing her. Um. So she kind of like gets it off her chest. And once again, Joseph is just like, that felt good, huh? <laughs> it's like, you can't even like go in on him because he don't, he's just like, I bet that felt good.
1: Although I do think she landed landed some some punches there, though, because she has, uh, yeah, because I I usually I feel like when they come when it's both of them and it's a conversation, I always feel like Commander Lawrence always just has everything on lock. Like she didn't get nothing accomplished, but I do feel like she landed some punches on that one because he he i was surprised he didn't flip out i thought he was gonna flip out like why are you talking no, about he's my not wife gonna flip
0: out because she's she's completely right and he didn't he didn't flip out on her last week when she basically yelled at him for keeping her in the house that's true. Um, so yeah, yeah, she landed really some punches yeah. with those statements but i mean what can he do so of course he's not gonna let her think that he got the best that she got the best of him so he was like
1: <laughs> yeah he didn't yeah, get that a lot so he left. Huh?
0: and um we see when he walks away, it did feel good for June. You see her smiling. Um, like yeah,
1: that creepy, like, that creepy um, smile too, like that horror movie yeah, creepy
0: Sister, smile. Uh, she's definitely something else now. Um, so this next scene is actually one of my favorite yeah. scenes. Um, it's the aunts. They're basically selecting handmaids to go to different households. And they're all like in this circle. Um, they're having a drink,
1: you know what I'm saying? They have See, this is how they get through it, y'all. Them I, drink. Like, I didn't know that. I was like, this is I'm how like, they oh, get they through it. I'm like, oh, they must okay. still wear brown,
0: so they must drink brown liquor. Like, they, <laughs> they in here, throwing it back, <laughs> and then they're also selecting handmaids. And I thought it was interesting. It's an, it's an interesting process to see how they're placing these handmaids. So, you know, they're talking about, oh, well, we can't put her here because this family doesn't want a handmaid of color.
1: Can you believe like, that? I mean, can we just, can pause this? for a second? This society, right? This society where you already using women for just like God knows what, you're going to still have a, you still doing the race thing. you still, like, still playing Buggers race
0: thing. Clearly, it don't matter her color. She Look at Of Matthew. She black and she having all these babies. So, <laughs> like, oh, oh, right.
1: I'm like are we still really dealing with that I mean like this society has far more issues we deal with
0: that than you having a brown kid okay um so so they're they talk about that and they're Uh, talking about um basically of Andy because she gave birth to a child that did not live it's considered a failure so she's not welcomed in the home that she currently is residing in so they have to place her somewhere and Aunt lydia and the aunts kind of lament on how how a good handmaid like you know a good obedient handmaid like of andy can't have a healthy child but of joseph's crazy behind then had two healthy kids like you know so the other aunts say oh well you know she's a bad (laughs) she's a bad apple um and Lydia basically blames June's household for this. Like she was like, you know, June was was great until she went to the Waterfords. And you know, now she's in the Lawrence's household who who they're even even more problematic. Um and then like basically June has a bad reputation at this point. Uh because at this point um you know, Pretty she nice, she yeah. kind of ruined the Waterford's home. She was responsible f- to, to, to them to a degree for of Glenn, who, whose real name is Lily, Lily, who blew up the Red Centers. Like she just she just seems like like she just has like a bad reputation about her. Like ew, everything she touches, like turns to dust. Like Yeah. And we like, like, oh, don't know, to know do. what we to do. We don't know what to deal. do um so i I, like i said i like that scene and a you know little known fact although it kind of was talked about in the second season um the aunts are allowed to read so for um clerical purposes they are allowed to read obviously these files to select handmaids for official business obviously and i remember um she was taking down june's measurements when she was pregnant uh, so the Lydia's are allowed to read. I uh, know they're not allowed to drink, but I guess, you know, rules can be bet Can be
1: Yeah. They don't have Probably I'm assuming not. they don't have cameras in that little room. <laughs>
0: So um, we go to (laughs) another scene. Uh, This this episode is very Lydia centric. Uh, So we, we go to uh, a flashback of Lydia and she is enjoying Christmas morning with Noel and Ryan. Um, And she gives them gifts and they actually give her a gift. And she's like, no, 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 I don't need a gift from you guys. Um, So Noel is obviously doing better. She's not working at the bar or the strip club anymore. She's now working at, it looks like at a cosmetics counter. Um, in like department store or like a Sephora or something along those lines. And uh, she gifts Aunt Lydia uh, a palette, a makeup palette. And she starts to do her makeup and she tells her, you know, I'm doing better. You know, I got rid of my my ex-boyfriend that was an idiot. I have a new boyfriend. She's like, oh, does he like kids? And she's like, oh, yeah, he has two sons and he's going to leave his wife. (laughs) And... (laughs) And she's like, oh, like her face no, is, oh, wait, hold up, no boss. Um, and she's like, <laughs> you know, look, I'm, I'm I'm trying my best here, all right? I'm not perfect, but I'm doing better. And you need to do better, too. Um, so she's encouraging Aunt Lydia to get out there, you know. Go out, you know. You, I know you're not alone. You have us, but you need more. Like, you need to get out there. So she does her makeup. And I was just like, oh, isn't this sweet?
1: Yeah, I thought that was good because she did kind of need to get out. I was like, you kind of heavily invested. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she wanted to help Ryan, obviously, but she was just like, seriously, if I was, if I was nowhere, I would have right. thought it was a little bit weird because she was like heavily invested in this family that she kind of did. I mean, you know, it's a student, but you know, just like all up in this kind of all up in this lady's business. <laughs> and it's like well maybe you kind of need to create mm-hmm. like you know even though you were um, I will say though like yeah. educators
0: they tend to get really invested in the lives of their students and if and you know my mom is a teacher so she has some really close relationships with the kids that were in her class even now to so this day and they're like in high school now, she teaches the uh, first grade, so she's cool with their the the kids and their parents. Mm-hmm. And my dad is a he's a therapist, but he's a counselor at a university. And he has I call them like my sisters. So he has uh, two or three girls that were his students that worked for him. That he's you know he walked one down the aisle. So I totally get, um, uh, a educator, you know, sharing those bonds with other people. But they also need to have their own lives, which my yeah. parents did. Um, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there's a boundary because my mom's a social worker, so I feel like there is a, you know, there's a clear boundary. Like you have your students that you gotta help, but obviously, you know, like like I feel like a Lydia would have made herself a part yeah. of somebody's wedding. You know, instead of mm-hmm. your dad being invited because he's helped out. You know what I mean? Like I feel like she didn't have that line, like that little right, block there right. where like, but she you know, she does
0: get out there. So the next we see on Lydia it's New Year's Eve and she's meeting Principal Jim at like a lounge. And I was like, okay, she got her little glittery, you know, jacket, glittery outfit, she got some lipstick on. Okay, yeah, so I was like, all oh, fancy. Um, and she meets Jim, and they they are definitely <laughs> out of place here. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I was like, I didn't think, I didn't know that's who mm-hmm. she was gonna meet. I kind of forgot a little bit, and I thought she was just like out, you know, just trying to go to right. like a I club was like, or oh, something. And see what was so they, they kind of have like this little
0: section of their own, and he, you know, they get champagne, they get appetizers, um, and they kind of, you know, over drinks they talk about last year, and he's saying like, last year I was home by myself, I made mac and cheese, I had a bottle of wine, um, and you know, they they kind of have a laugh over that, um, and then we learned during this conversation that Lydia actually used to be a lawyer. So being a teacher is actually her second career. Um, She used to be a lawyer. And then she kind of talks about how she loves the fact that she can help children now. Um, Apparently the schools have been privatized. So they talk about that. And then uh, they kind of get a little deep and uh aunt lydia kind of looks into his eyes and tells him that she's fond of him and he tells her i'm fond of you and you're like "Ooh, yes yeah, you know like look and moments.
1: then their appetizers
0: cute arrive and i wanted that i was like oh that look good
1: uh <laughs> yeah it did it did yep as, as a part of the normal stuff we see on this show, and it's all right. about just like having them right. go on the That's right night. Break. It was like um, a nice and break. they
0: actually pray over their meal. So I just kind of reminds me, my parents are like that. Like they pray over their food. Uh, so I was like, oh, they're so cute. And then I guess that champagne got to them because they're all, uh, they start singing karaoke. Jim's singing karaoke <laughs> horribly. And <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: please stop this. <laughs> well, even when he invites Lydia on
0: stage and they have this awful oh, yeah yet cute duet yeah. and you're just like oh you're like you're it's nice to see her let loose <laughs> like she's she's definitely having a good time and we've never really seen her like
1: this. I think the closest to that was when she was like I'm pumped you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah that was like the most time we ever seen her like she was actually getting in the moment so yeah I was in her I th- I actually thought she was gonna freak out when he was trying to call her to the stage. Look I didn't actually think that was gonna system.
0: happen you'll do just about anything. <laughs> Apparently, because so yeah, she was right. You know, towards the she end of the night, ready. it's New Year so they're dancing, they're slow dancing, they're looking into each other's eyes, and then, you know, the ball drops, you know, the countdown begins. It's midnight, everyone celebrates, you know, they give each other a chase kiss on the cheeks, and you're just like, okay, y'all, y'all cute. Uh, so um, she invites him back <laughs> to his apartment, and I was like, oh, she's trying to get a nightcap. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: like, I was all for Aunt Lydia, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, because I was actually kind of mad at that little kiss on the cheek. It was cute. But I was like, what? What is that? Yay. It's like New Year's. Like, so they a good so, time and
0: stuff. Uh, she's basically getting drinks together. So they, they you know, about to get their drink on. And um, Jim is looking at the Christmas tree. And he's like, kind of says, like, you know, I didn't put up my Christmas tree this year because my son's away. And, you know, I don't have anyone else. My wife died three years ago. So we learned he's a widower. Um, so she, you know Aunt Lydia's like, okay, well, I wish I had known, I would have invited you over. The more the merrier, and so they're just like, well, well, next year, next year. So they make plans for the following year to spend Christmas together. Like that is some serious stuff, right there. Okay, if a guy, yeah, like all of
1: this is serious. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, but this you know, is if a lie. guy invites like, me this
0: to Christmas, I mean, we we in there. That's my boo. Um, so <laughs> so they they get their <laughs> drinks, they get cozy on the couch, and. Next to you, know like I was like, "Ooh, the honey in their system because they going at it." I was like, "Okay, Aunt Lydia, get it, girl."
1: Yeah, I was. I did not think this was a Lydia right. right now. I was like, "We definitely I watching was like, another character this could not be but you Aunt Lydia know what? right now." She's a
0: woman and she has needs, so she was.
1: Yeah, but this was against every Aunt Lydia Look, rule. Christian's we have ever seen. In
0: too, okay? <laughs> Christian oh,
1: uh, Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, I'm not hating. I'm just saying this is going against all her, you know, little rules. She be trying. You know, they all the handmaids just need a little clip of this. I'm just saying. They just need a little blackmail clip. You go so long
0: without it in your life. You got a man on your couch. You going to get to it. So they start to kiss and (laughs) and
1: attach. And I was like, I love you. grabbing for body parts and whatnot. I was like what right and Jim was just like girl okay well you know what Jim
0: was kind of uncomfortable after a certain point he was like whoa slow down <laughs> yeah he was okay. like yeah, I'm See, not that's this is totally ready easy. for this you know I'm still not over my wife which is understandable um and you know, Lydia, it's yeah. kind of like, I'm sorry. I don't even know how that happened. And he kind of gets up and he's like, No, it's okay. Um, I, but I still I still wanna see you. Like, I still wanna go out. Um she's like, Yeah, 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 I'll see you. I'll see you in school tomorrow. And he realizes she's upset, so he leaves. And I mean, me personally, I can't say I've been rebuffed, but I've been ghosted <laughs> before by men. You know, I yeah. you you, you You've been ghosted, you know, and, you yeah, know,
1: that's like, ghosted, it yeah. kind of gets to your ego a little bit. Like, oh, I thought I was cute, but I guess not. Yeah, but come on. Was it that, like, a like, bad. she was, was like, she was doing a lot. Like, she was breaking, like, mirrors and yeah. stuff. I, I, I was I think, like, come so, on now, Lydia. I don't
0: silly think it was. The fact that he said no I think it's the fact that she put herself out there after being alone for so long and she finally met someone that she liked and that kind of shared the same values as her so you know this, this could have been a thing and um I think she's more so just mad at how it ended like this was a great night I put myself out there and look what happened and I think even she's kind of mad with herself that's probably why she kind of like looked in the mirror and punched out the mirror. Cause it's like if I had just kept my hands to myself, we wouldn't be in this predicament. So, um, I think which is a combination of everything that yeah. was going on with her, and it just all kind of like
1: blew up. Um It also makes me wonder why like her previous right. marriage, what were the issues? And possible, it also kind of makes me wonder about that. She's a bit. so
0: chased because maybe she experienced some type of abuse in her previous relationship. I mean, she said it was a mistake. Um, but usually when women say that it's it's something along the lines of he wasn't very good to her uh so that's probably why she's very guarded and she, she yeah. kept for herself for so long so she finally opens up to this man you know they share a moment the one time she steps out there and he rebuffs her even if the excuse was you know i'm still not ready it still hurts to be rejected um so
1: right and she apparently and she is not in that mental space i guess after not getting out of the marriage like we don't know what happened in her previous marriage but apparently she's not in a space where she can you know either when it i guess when it gets to a certain point she would be able to communicate that with him or figure out another way to but she's just like all the way like i just gotta cut it off um
0: and so we kind of see her change so notice when we first see aunt lydia in her flashbacks, her hair is down. You know, she's kind of wearing like more modern clothing, more relaxed. Now we start to see her evolve into what she is now become. Her hair is pinned up, very severe. Her clothes are different. Like this is not the same Lydia that we saw the earlier in the episode. Um, so we see her back at school and she is reporting, I guess, I, I want to call them like social workers. Um, she's reporting to them what's going on with Ryan she's saying uh Noel is negligent you know she doesn't wash him he comes up shows up to school dirty she doesn't feed him um and on top of that she's been sleeping around with three men in the last month and one of them is married like she's just basically putting all her business out there mm-hmm. um yeah so uh I was like okay. you know Jim's like is this really necessary and she's like it is my duty. Like, it is my duty to report any moral corruption. The child, you know, is not in a good place. And to a degree, she has a point. Maybe a couple months ago, before, you know, Lydia took Noel under her wing, the way that she was treating her son, that was negligent, right? right? That's the problem but I have Noel yeah, has taken yeah. steps yeah. to be a better mother, thanks to Aunt Lydia. So for her to do this is an outright betrayal um and because she's taken this whole like i'm yeah. just gonna go down a straight path she's taken this like literal and she's basically taken down anyone in her path that isn't living the life that she thinks is the right life all because you know she ain't get some d like basically that's what it, it comes across as
1: um Right, right, right. She was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I got to just right. fix the whole world. Now we got some problems. We got to fix the overall reduction. You know, this guy rejected um, and me, and so
0: Noel storms in, and she's she calls her every name, but a child of God. Um uh, like, how could you do this to me? My son needs me. Yeah, like you think he's better off in foster care? Um, and you know, eventually Noel, it gets taken out the building, and you can see. You know, Principal Jim looking at her with disgust, like looking at Lydia, like, this is really where you're taking it. Um, And for a brief moment, based off the way Jim's looking at her, how Noelle reacted, you see her kind of start to feel bad, like, ooh, should I really have done this? But then she straightens up, she takes a breath, and she walks back into her classroom. So that's like the evolution to to dark Lydia. Um, so you see, kind of watch became who she, who right. she became. Um, so, I mean, we've seen, you know, in the next scene, we see a couple more evolutions, a couple more changes to the dark side. So, June's outside in the snow she's waiting for her walking partner who is of Matthew um, but you you hear her in a voiceover say how she's starting to savor this feeling uh, the feeling of hurting people she 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 likes the fact that she's hurting of Matthew she likes the fact that all you know all the people in, in her town are upset over the death of of Andy's baby she's savoring that um, and then she starts to say you know I now I now know how of Glenn felt when she blew up the new rent center i know how emily felt when she stabbed Aunt lydia and i like it and you're just like oh girl you're a little homicidal now like uh."
1: yeah it's it's yeah this is like the bad part of this society where you can't deal like you either do of matthew where you just try to go along with Mm -hmm. their rules because you're like okay i just gotta survive i gotta do what they tell me to do or you go mad, right. and like you join the craziness of what they do. When
0: Emily and Moira are talking about how Gilead made them monsters. Um, you know, they did some terrible things that they didn't have to do. All because of, it, it was basically reactionary to, to what they had been going through, to all the trauma they've been put through.
1: Yeah, right. they don't know what so else to do June, but to turn into um, that person. You know, of
0: Matthew greets her. You can clearly see of Matthew has... Has gotten to a breaking point. She's, you know, she was already. She looks rough. You know, she's she's yeah, crying, she looks You rough. know, she kind of. Yeah. She's she's like a little puppy that's been kicked too many times. She, you know, she's just like, blessed be the root. You know, she's yeah. really like, just she's just not well. Um, so you know, June just ignores her, blows her off. They walk into Fish and Loaves together. Um, Aunt Lydia's there, and she requests to talk to June. So, uh, a very, I would say, fragile of Matthew walks off with Janine, um, and Aunt Lydia's talking to her, and she's telling June, like, I think it's time for you to be relocated. I think you need to go to another household. And June's like, what? I thought Commander Lawrence requested me specifically. And she's like, yeah, I don't think it's a good place for you. You know, they're extremely unorthodox. Um, Eleanor is not well. Like, it's it's just not a good look. Um, but as she's having this conversation with Aunt Lydia, of Matthew's watching them. And she's clearly paranoid. Like June already snitched on her once, right? June already got her in trouble. So she's watching June and Lydia speaking. Mm. And in her mind, she thinks something is going on. And June is now looking at of Matthew kind of losing it. And she decides, you know what? I'm going to let her think this. So she kind of makes this facial expression to make it seem like they're talking about her. So of Matthew is at this point she starts to break. So Janine's trying to calm her down, and she loses it. Like this, it's too much for her. Um, and she takes this can and she beats poor, And like Janine just cannot catch a break. Like she, yeah. I'm like, how many times is she? Uh, gonna let her get beat. Like, she like was in these scenes, the like Kim's
1: going like, in. Girl, lay, girl, put put it down. Like I was just like, come on. <laughs> Like what? I was like, you can't even, you can't even run. You just standing there with your mouth like as a viewer, your mouth is just open because you like, well, dang, are they gonna kill her? Like she didn't off a bridge, she didn't die. Didn't they took just took a hat from, from her, beat like beat by like, the cattle prod. Like
0: now she getting beat with a can over the head. I was like, oh come on. So and
1: then Janine's like the nicest. She was there trying to call for, Yeah, she was, like, trying to call for a Matthew because she knows she's right, she was the thing, only, like was one she was only one that was She was the like, only like one that was there for her. Her. She's, like,
0: the nicest handmaid you can think of. And she ain't get, like getting beat up on. So, I was like, oh, girl. Yeah. So, a guardian basically walks up on on uh, of Matthew to get her to stop, and she grabs a glass jar and hits him over the head with it, ends up killing a man. I was like, oh, this is going way left. Like, this is getting too much. Like...
1: Yeah, Yeah, was it's just like oh my gosh, what is going on? on?" on. Like it was just so much. The do
0: falls. You know, Janine's on the ground. Aunt Letty is like, stop, Natalie, stop. We know her name is Natalie now. She grabs the guardian's gun, and you know what? Shout out to Elizabeth Moss because her face during this scene was a thing of nightmares.
1: (laughs) Like she, oh yeah. She was definitely. I don't know what horror movie she was in, but I'm about to Google that thing right now because that she just transformed. She wasn't even. She wasn't, like, wasn't June like, in that scene anymore. Crazy. She had transformed into something else.
0: And she's watching this all play yeah, out. In she front was of her, gone. And she's delighting in it. Like she has this evil, evil smile.
1: Yes, like not moving, Ooh. just stone cold Ooh, stare, freaking me out. I so was she's like, looking oh at this unfold before her, and she's like a
0: like a puppeteer pulling strings because. Of uh, Matthew has lost it. Um, she thinks that you know June snitched on her again. She thinks Aunt Lydia is upset with her. She can't take. She can't take being upset. She can't take someone being upset with her. You know, she's kind of like the teacher's pet. If your teacher's upset with you now, yeah. you, I can't take it. I, I don't want her to be disappointed in me. So she's lost it. So she picks up this gun and she starts to aim it all around, all around. And at this point, I thought she, I'm like, maybe she's gonna kill herself. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, I know. maybe. But June what I happened, yeah. So, of Matthew is like literally crying, sobbing, holding this gun. She aims it at June. June nods her head, like "Go ahead, do it." And she kind of looks at Aunt Lydia and Natalie. Of Matthew decides, you know what? You're right. And she goes to shoot, and you think you she shot, uh, uh, you know, Aunt Lydia. But actually, a guardian shot. Of Matthew, Natalie, and you're just like, no, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then you, see, yeah, that was kind of that was very yeah. kind of beautifully shot because so like you ending, see her yeah. kind of slow mo like spin to her death or to the ground, and um mm-hmm. you know all these uh whatever was in the jars kind of explode with the gunshot, and then the blood squirts onto Lydia's yeah. face, and she's like, no, no, no but can i be yeah. like yeah, why we'll, they had to shoot we'll the black We'll M8? definitely can touch on that because no, june has a problem um so you know a uh, matthew <laughs> has been shot down uh lydia is uh, screaming like no no she's pregnant no and she gets dragged away and you see this trail of blood leading behind her and june's face this whole time is pure horror she has like her eyes are lit up in delight at, at all this chaos and death and gore mm-hmm. and blood and then she walks out that store like like it's another day and that's the end of the episode and I was like Shh. yep like you ain't at this point like you know what somebody off her because I'm done like I am done
1: she yeah she is like if somebody don't she will everybody yeah. that will happen to everybody else if she's not, if she's not contained somehow, because she's just at that point where it doesn't Locker. matter to her anymore. Like she don't care anybody that's in her way. So either you lock her up, or she right. just moves somewhere where she can't do what she want to do, or she everybody just gonna don't get, catch them. Gonna catch those but yeah,
0: nobody wants to see you know the star of a show, the good guy turn into a bad guy. Like this was her her Anakin Skywalker yeah. moment. This was her you know. Darth Vader moment she's officially going to the dark side I do mm-hmm. not like June right you know someone take her out she, and, and you know like we just brought it up this is the third black person that June is responsible for killing the third
1: yes I don't long think here.
0: necessarily it's because she has an issue with black people I think Um, people are just indispensable to her when it comes to what she wants, and it just so happens that they're black. But I also think it might be an issue with the casting director.
1: Well, I was gonna say I I wasn't so much pointing it out for June's character. I was just saying the show in general. I couldn't figure out because you remember Emily's character ran over a dude, you know. And I and I thought at that point they were gonna like try to shoot through the car or something, you know. She was like running over uh you know the the um -hmm. the eyes or or the guardians and um there was one more person too um maybe not stabbing that lady but it was something else I was gonna name too that I feel like they just kind of let go like nothing happened to the person but as soon as she's in the grocery store with a gun in her hand hadn't really released it yet they was just Mm -hmm. like oh well let me show her yeah and she had a baby that
0: may have been see I see where you're coming from but the handmaids in general get a lot of leeway, like all of them, not just the white ones. They all kind of get away with a lot because yeah. they're so valuable to the society. Um, I think, you know, with mm-hmm. Emily running over a homeboy, she kind of stopped. and She just sat there. Um, so I think she was kind of easier to take down. I think when you have someone holding a gun to, uh, to with a store full of handmaids, and aiming at a Martha, or excuse me, and I think they just took that more seriously. I think they were just like, no, nah, we got to take her out.
1: Yeah. I still felt like with her being pregnant, they could have shot yeah. her an arm. But I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I still feel yeah. like they could have just shot her, her arm you have to think the Guardians
0: but... on this show are younger men. Um, They've never really had any military yeah. experience outside of being a Guardian. They haven't been to war. They're basically up and comers. So it was probably like a reactionary thing. Like, oh, I, I got I to gotta shoot her. Right, yeah, another right. I mean, problem I mean, with a, the society in general with with people in authority and guns
1: well, um, yeah. but yeah,
0: yeah June June is responsible for killing black people I mean she's racking up these bodies
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. this is racking up I need this to stop because I was trying right. to and and I, need I don't think it's, to a, stop it's racking done up. on I'm purpose I
0: think what's happening is that the casting director of the show is getting these secondary characters and many secondary characters on the show have very short um, story arcs so like even um eden from last season mm. uh nick's wife you know she had a very short abrupt storyline she was gotten rid of so but they're just casting as secondary characters and they're i guess they're trying to add color so they they cast black people or the person for the best job best for the job but then they're not meant to be on the show very long so we end up having all these black bodies so i don't think it's um necessarily intentional but yeah, it's, coming, yeah, it's still can, yeah. coming across a little tone down, deaf because yeah. at this no, I'm also, just saying, it just comes across. I don't think ahead, it's intentional, but I, but we, black people, notice this. When you start to see black people die on screen over and over mm-hmm. again, you're, it's starting to bother you. Like, I know this is on purpose, but y'all need to do better. Because um, you're often way too many brown bodies yeah. at this point. But, but,
1: uh, <laughs> right. Um, no, well, yeah, and then part of like what you're saying also that will kind of even it out, make us not go to that, to that extreme on that, I guess. Um, where are the commanders? You hey, no don't see black? very
0: much of them. I glimpse here and there um black wives black cause i think there was like one or two in the last couple seasons like when they had their big meeting i remember seeing a black um mm-hmm. a black commander and he had just had a kid and it was not they had done it naturally they're like oh you you had a baby and he's like yeah and then um there was at yeah. the ball last episode there was a a i remember seeing a black wife but they're kind of background characters um
1: yeah, like I not want to see a forefront. I feel like the, as the show continues, I want to see like a forefront, like a, you know, and you hate to have them be like that, pe- you know, every, all of us watching it, you know, because I'm sure it'll be an extreme version, but it would be, I feel like right. it would kind of balance things out a little bit more. You know, if they weren't right. just like the little bearing. Yeah. So a lot of characters, secondary characters off. are of
0: color. And you know, your two main characters that are black are in Canada, which are Luke and Moira, and they've kind of been relegated to background characters, to be honest, with this Canadian storyline. You know, they don't have yeah. as much airtime as they did um in the beginning. Because actually Luke had a whole bottle episode dedicated to just him. Um, but they've kind of faded into the background now that they're mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh so yeah, I don't I I kind of, you know, just to to casting directors writers in general just kind of take some consideration <laughs> when you plan on killing a character yeah don't you make know, them all black all the, the um so it, yeah, yeah that is the episode um it was a doozy um thankfully so i actually had to google you know of matthew's perceived death so i was like uh-uh like really she was pregnant uh-uh it turns out because I looked at the previews for the yeah. next episode of Matthew isn't dead. She's actually she's brain dead. Um, she's in a okay. essentially in a coma. All right,
1: cool. Um, right.
0: and they're doing everything they can to ensure that she gives birth. Um, so they're they're basically taking care of the baby. She unfortunately she's not dead, but she's brain dead. Um, and apparently June is going to pay for what she did. Um, she is basically made to stay in that hospital huh. room with. Okay natalie until she gives birth and she's made to kneel there so who knows how long it's going to be before natalie gives birth but june is going to be there until that baby is born so can't say i feel bad yeah so next episode huh, should interesting. be interesting. okay so yeah that was the yeah, episode
1: yeah. um let me yeah also i was gonna add i saw the um because i know we always i know you do too um i always like to look at the um mm-hmm. inside the episode um, and I saw uh Bradley Whitford talk about the fact um Commander Lawrence talk about the fact that um he everybody basically this whole episode was about survival mode, which I think was interesting because you see everybody at their like so eventually somewhere yeah. somebody's gonna break like hard. Like, you know, June, even what June's going through, I feel like there's still a higher, like exactly. another level yeah. to that 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 this episode is getting to so i'm kind of you know i'm excited a little nervous for some people to see how Um, it goes. well we
0: already saw (laughs) june break essentially i mean might not have
1: been like yeah i feel like she has another level though don't you though i feel like as the as one of the main she has something else that we have we not ready for like we thought we was we thought we were getting this like you know one level June that's going crazy, but I think it's something else coming. Yeah,
0: I think. Well, at this point by by breaking, I mean she's gone from being a good person, so now she's not so good. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. yeah. And then we yeah. talk kind of out Lydia's uh turn to who she's become, and then we obviously we see Ma- of Matthew, a uh, Natalie, uh definitely lose it, and you know go out in a in a haze of 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 glory. Um. And I just, you know, my feelings with the end of this episode is, like, she deserves so much more than this. She deserves so much better mm-hmm. than this to get gunned down. Yeah,
1: that Yeah, that was pretty sad. <laughs> like, all a joke. I was talking about her in past episodes, yes. I was like, mm. Mm. I really thought they was gonna give me a minute to, like, Come back off of that, they was just like, no, she's in the hospital brain dead. I was like, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So yeah. So we'll see next week. I mean, obviously she's not gonna come back from this, but we're gonna see how June deals with the aftermath of what she's done. Um, so we'll talk yeah. about that next week. Um you know, I haven't been keeping up with my questions, guys. Sorry. I did tweet today um the question about how how would you launch a revolution? Uh, so let you know let us know um, at black girl nerds at black girl geeks at BGM podcast and then our own handles at melanin mommy 2816 and at November bear let us know if you were June how would you mount your revolution Um, and you know I'm going to throw out a second question because I feel like it's basically tied yeah oh yeah we definitely
1: need a second yeah how would you have treated
0: of Matthew, not knowing how it ended, but how would you have treated of yeah. Matthew if you were in June's position, knowing that she's responsible for your daughter being put away or taken away, and for the death of this Martha? Would you have been a mean girl? Would you kind? Of, would you have just ignored her? Would you have forgiven her? Like, what would you have done in June's position? Um, so we will talk about that next week, and um, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus,
0: Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds
1: podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.